Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walchef with Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording above the butcher shop with my man Derek Marceau from Valley Farm Market. We are at episode number 92, closing in on a hundo. It's a great number. It's a great number. I, uh, You know, nine, 92 episodes, there's a lot to reflect on, and that's uh, that's exciting. We've learned uh, a lot from different, you know, people and being able to sit down and, and talk with people and have conversations and learn stuff is something that I feel is really, really exciting. Um, you know, I'm fortunate to be able to do that with, with you guys and continue the journey getting close to a hundred, man. That's, uh, you know, I, I guess I didn't think that we would have made it this far to be honest, more of a thing like, Hey, let's try this podcast. Maybe we get 10 episodes of people wanting to hear what we have to say. And, you know, here we are close to a hundred. So, you know, thank you to the listeners that are, are listening and, um, hopefully we're bringing you guys something to, uh, think about. I think today's going to be a good one, um, to, uh, you know, really get you to start thinking about yourself and what you're doing. And, um, you know, we're excited. <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, exactly what you said, almost coming up on a hundred. We've, we've learned a lot and we never thought when we started this, that we would be getting close to a hundred episodes, but thank you for, thank you for listening. And, um, you know, it's our job just to bring on interesting people, um, and find out what they're doing with their lives. And I think, uh, today's a special episode and I'll let, uh, Derek kind of give some backstory. Yeah. Throughout the, uh, the years, you know, for our barbecue competitions, we've had people that have come and helped out. Um, fortunate to be able to ask some of my best friends to come and volunteer their volunteer their time to uh, help out in the barbecue events and um you know this gentleman has been a, a good friend of mine and really taught me a lot about uh golf and, and laughing and, and and just uh being true to who you are and um you know brian hess of hess roofing uh, welcome to our podcast thank you for coming and Hi, uh, <laughs> thanks for uh showing up and, and being in a good spirit well thank you for uh for having me guys feels good in here um I'm honored and excited to share. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah. No, I mean, for, for I us. I didn't know I was such a good friend. Thanks yeah, for that. Yeah. That makes me feel good. Sometimes I have to lie to the, the viewers so or listeners. So <laughs> Thank you. To make you feel more important. But, you know, we've, we've been able to uh, become friends through friends. And, you know, a lot of our you know, time started out as, uh, you know, on the golf course. Mm -hmm. And um, getting to uh, hang out and watching you play. And, um, you know, if... You know, you guys probably don't know, but Brian's a very good golfer. I, I'm fortunate and blessed to be able to go golf in, in with some of these, you know, Corey and, and yourself. Who Sorry, shoot, my phone's going off. Shoot, shoot in the uh, in the away. 60s. I've, I've been with Brian before where he shot a 69 and been mad at himself because he didn't play well. So, um, yeah, I shot 69 in the front nine and Brian shot 69 in the whole whole round. So, um then our, our, you know, our friendship kind of blossomed and, uh, you know, started coming to the store and hanging out more and doing a lot of fishing. Um, we fished, you know, did some tournaments and, and, and stuff. And he's just been able to kind of teach me about that kind of stuff. And um, I've been a sponge and then went out to the ocean, got you out into the ocean. <laughs> You've got me out there. Yeah, yeah we got you out to the ocean and uh, had a lot of fun times doing that stuff. But, um, you know, through that, I've seen a, a big, you know, changed what you've been doing you know uh brian 
you know, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I think it's easy to say that you suffered from addiction. You uh, had mm-hmm. an alcohol problem, and which was funny to us in, in uh, <laughs> a lot of times, but it was something that was very serious. And one day I might look back at videos and think it's funny too. Right, <laughs> right. right now I think it's gross. You <laughs> right. know, but I'm hoping that, <coughs> that people hold on to that information. Right. Um, one day I can maybe laugh at it. Or- yeah. And then you've been able to, uh, you know, run a business, uh, a roofing has roofing company, and uh, do it successfully with uh, Ryan De Guzman and um, your dad. And uh, so, yeah, good team. Yeah, you've got a, you got a very got, blessed there. Got a great team. <clears throat> so, uh, kind of walk us through a little bit about you know what you've been doing, kind of the changes you've been doing, running a business, kind of seeing you know what you want out of life because I think your story is pretty unique. Thank you, thank you, and uh, I'm going to try to answer your questions. I want to stop and say good job to you guys, too, before I didn't even say that. Uh, was this 93 episodes? Is this the 93rd? Second. Uh, this is 92. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know you guys have been doing this, but that's a that's a big number. So that's a not butt kiss. You know, that's good. Good job to you. So thank you. And I'm honored to be here very much. I, I want to tell my story because I'd like to tell people to get better. So this is an opportunity for me. So uh, very cool. Yeah. And, and, and thank you. So. What you just said, thanks. Uh, our friendship's awesome. It's, it's. Uh, I appreciate it. Always did, even when I was, you know, doing what I was doing. You know, uh, we've always been connected in a good way. You know, and even when I was in, you know, finger quote fog. You know that I was in and and drowning feelings and and such, uh, not managing well, uh, kind of drowning myself in the liquor. You know, I was still a good guy. I was just lost. Right. And I know you saw that. That's mm-hmm. why. I gravitated towards you and, and vice versa. So uh, it's definitely nice to be this person for myself, um, for you, and for all the people. You know, everybody thought I was the funny guy, but now I'm the good guy. No, now, now I'm who sup- I'm supposed to be. But you're still it, funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little serious in it, you know, like, and people are worried, I think, about that because I'm so goal-oriented now that, and I could do that. You know, I know I need to stop and, and laugh, but, you know, I'm in that mode where I'm so windshield. You know, there's not a lot of rear view going on. I don't really even want to take any credit for any of my successes. You know, this will almost be a weird time to stop. And it's almost odd for me to give myself any credit for what I've done because I'm just too busy continuing. You know, I'm how, looking how long have you been sober? I'm not where I want to go. It was uh, eight months yesterday. Eight months yesterday. Congratulations. Drink. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, it was a big problem. I grew up kind of around alcohol, you know, super common, you know, you, you hear it on the radio and it's boasted about and not everybody's lost the, um, uh, I guess for me, you know, I don't have the right to do it anymore, but it's just so socially acceptable. It's just a, it's kind of odd to get wasted Wednesdays. You know, you hear it on the radio, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, everybody thinks it's okay. And a person like me who takes things to the limits, you know, you get a hold of that. I can get good at all kinds of I can say shit here, can't I? Yeah. I can get good. I can get good. You at can all say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, thank you, yeah, thank you. Good. Be careful with that. No FCC. I'm banished from the United yeah. States. Um, but uh, you know, I can get good at all kinds of stuff, and we 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 all can. You know, we all have different capacities, but where we decide to channel ourselves, you know, and and I just kind of I wasn't steering my spaceship, so. You know, it would go wherever the feels took it, wherever the addiction took it. And, and, you know, when you don't have yourself figured out, you know, that was an easy answer. You can just, you know, feel temporarily good there, wake up, deal with the same bullshit, and then, and then press the, the mute button. You know, so what you, was your rock bottom moment? I probably sat in the rock bottom moment for years. 
honestly, because I felt like I was going to lose golf. Mm-hmm. And I was scared to be vulnerable. It was like my big, dirty secret. People didn't know how bad it was. You, know, you were I drinking was, while you were playing golf? Oh, oh God. Yeah. Shit. I, could, I, I was convinced that I could not swing a club. <laughs> if you weren't drinking. Oh, yeah. And that's I, the truth. Oh, big time. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, would, I would honestly, I could go out and feel like I was going to break par or shoot every time, which I was so out of control with course management and stuff that I could still go shoot in the 60s that way, playing twice a month drunk. I wouldn't always buy any. What were you drinking? I'd drink a full 375 milliliter bottle of Jägermeister within an hour before I started, before I even teed off. Wow. And that, if I didn't get at least that in my system, I'd feel bad. And then I'd have a couple double jacket diets and a couple of shots out there. I was drinking at least 750 milliliters of liquor a day. And, wow. I, and when I wanted to get out of it, I'd drink two bottles. And that went on for a dozen years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even in my early 20s, I was getting at it, you know? So, I mean, I, when, I, when I did this too, I was probably... Um, you guys let me know if you have to cue the music like the wrap it up shit. Like you, you guys let me know. You asked. <laughs> um, but um, where was I going with that? Um, just what you were drinking and, and how it got and you were playing golf. And yeah. Well, you had to drink well, before well golf. it just, the, the, the whole thing was just, I mean, as out of control as it could be. And for me, it, the golf was, was a big deal. I'd have to get wasted before golf, but a lot of people wake up and crack a beer and I wasn't that guy. Mm-hmm. I'd be hungover and live my life hungover and deal with the stresses of work and run a company. And I did it well. The attitude wasn't good, but I'm able to, you know, I did the job good. But It was a badge of honor for me. I said I was a functioning alcoholic, like it was something that was something to be proud of. That's what you had done? Yeah. I mean, okay. Because I've been sober for five years. But awesome. Yeah, so I, had I, my own, I had my own dark demons that I had to face. Yeah. And it was a brutal so you're smelling brutal. what I'm stepping in a little bit. You've you've been there. And, I've and been there, but knowing more. knowing working the program and working the steps, I know that I can only be sober today. You know, just because I'm sober for five years doesn't mean that I can like. For me, it's a disease. Yeah. You know, it's an allergy. It's something that you know. Once I once I become a pickle, I'm a pickle. Like I can't go back to being a cucumber. Like that was a huge step for me, you know, taking step one and admitting that I was an alcoholic Yeah, that's because I was always a functioning alcoholic. And I took a badge of honor of saying, this is something that I take pride in. Like I'm the best drinker. I can drink with everybody. Like I can throw the best party. Like I can recruit people to start drinking. I mean, when I was a kid, it was that that's how, that's how we rolled. Yeah. Well you go hard. Yeah. You You go hard making friends. You're making, you're making drinking buddies. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be the. You sound like we're. You know, I haven't spent I own a, a bunch bar. Of time I mean, with you. what the fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, just, uh, you know, it sounds. You know, look at how you are with business and your podcasts and your life. You know, maybe. maybe oh, I mean, you, we, you, for, go, you go, you go hard. So you're like me. You know, you can get good, at all kinds of stuff. And we would be the wrong shit. Sure, you can get, you can absolutely. Get, I, I, I took pride in the fact that I was a, just like I wanted to be the best fisherman. Never believed in myself. Just like I was a top tier golfer. Never believed. You know, I really took pride in that I could. I could kick ass at drinking too, mm-hmm. you know, so. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's just how you, why you used it. You know, I just, I'd manage my days and let it build up and build up and build up and build up and build up. And then I'd get off of work and it was just, just get loaded. Drink that same 375 milliliter bottle of Jägermeister from the time I was in El Cajon to UTC where I lived. It'd be gone in 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'd be blacked out by the time I got home. Did you ever get any DUIs no. or any trouble? <laughs> no. And I got pulled over multiple times. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's insane that I didn't hurt anybody or myself and it's just, you know, that's just God's good grace. You know, it's mm-hmm. just a blessing. It's it's crazy how many, how much has happened to where it must You not said be your rock out. bottom was for 12 years, but well, there, well, there was see, a day that was your last drink. Yeah, what, I woke what was up. that day? I woke up on May 21st and I was just done. I think and you was, called me. 
I did. I called you. It was weird. I, I this has been brewing a bunch. I was living in the downstairs room at my friend's house. I'd gotten poison oak from playing <laughs> Mount Woodson. I mean, there's so many signs. I'm surprised my friggin' hair didn't fall out. But I was just so I was done for a long time, and I hit a breaking point. And when you have, and and really what that is is, I what I'm doing isn't working. I suck. Um, I wasn't happy. I mean, I just it was just junk, and I knew it though. That was what was weird. It was like. I'm going to do it. And as broken as I was, I was going to do it. I walked my ass down to work and I had to tell my dad what was going on. It was the most vulnerable thing in the world. Like, what did you hey, tell him? I just told him I'm screwed up and I need help. You I, asked for help. I can't. Oh, yeah. I, I, I went down to the roof of the, the yard. I started calling um, different uh, addiction places, you know, mm-hmm. and found a place and made a phone call. I talked to the right guy, this guy, Brandon, who was a younger guy, and I was full of piss and vinegar. And I'm like, look, I drink a fucking bunch of Jägermeister and I'm screwed up and I don't need some soft ass person to come. And, you know, I, I need I need I want to get better. You know, yeah. and he just he was in the military. I like the way he sounded. Um, this isn't a promotion, but uh, Apex Recovery really helped me in sure. Mission Valley. Uh, I went and saw a guy named Dr. Bruin, who he's kind of runs that ship. And he's a, a little bit, he's kind of my age, plays golf, and he's a guy's guy. And, and we really resonated well together. And then the, It's the, inpatient? Uh, uh, yeah. I spent a couple weeks in a, in a house, and then I went to intensive outpatient three times a week for three hours a day for three months. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a, you know, a therapist associated there. Maybe but it's not associated with AA? Uh, no, it's not, actually. Okay. It's, it's totally different. And they go to AA meetings and stuff like that. And when you talked about... AA and, and I could tell you go to AA. Yeah. You know that's the biggest organization, and anything that has to do with any sort of sobriety and helping people, you know, you will not see anything negative come from me. Yeah, I do have I do have a little bit different mentality. Sure. Um. So, and what works for me is different. You yeah, know, I I don't. You're so you're sober today, and that's eight months. You know, yeah, that, yeah. I don't look at myself, and it's going to be in direct correlation with AA. And it's not to be disrespectful at all, mm-hmm. you know, of your process because everybody's different, you know, what works sure. for me, that kind of shit. But I'm not an alcoholic mm-hmm. and I don't look at, I don't have to, I feel like I don't need to look back at the things that I did in the past that were wrong mm-hmm. to make sure that I don't do them wrong again. I just know the space that I was in then. Yeah. And I wasn't an alcoholic then. I was just covering shit up because mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was. So I have an addictive personality, but I wasn't an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's that's the thing that works for you. you know? Yeah, and, and, I, and, and that's it. That's just how I view it. It's you a, it's, you and I have talked. I, about I it. own that that I'm not, and I just know that I was using it for a different reason. Some sure. people maybe have, you know. So that's just my truth, and I and I I, I know that for me, absolutely. And, and people, you know, A is the biggest one, so I get that mm-hmm. all the, all the time, and it's hard because since I don't think like that, there becomes a little bit of a well this is right and this is wrong. And I don't even go there. I'm happy that just like you're happy that I'm having my, I, you know, good, great, great job to you. I never knew that about you and I don't know a ton about you, but uh, yeah. I, you have this connection when you mm-hmm. meet someone that's gone through that. And, and, and really the best part about it. And if I let me know if the wrap it up music needs no, to you're, you're good. but um, the best part of it, it's kind of funny in that, you know, I'm 38 years old. I've, re- I've been running a company with, with good people and, um, it's kind of funny because it's a weird opportunity to kind of build yourself. It's like you you admit that you're broken and now it's like, okay, you get to keep the, I know that I'm funny. I know that I've got certain traits, but it's like, who are you a little bit? And you, you get to build your pyramid from, from ground up and it's neat. And, and I'm just in the process through who I am and discovering and what I've read a little bit, you know, the Go- you know, Goggins, right. you know, I got that book and obviously I'm eight months into the process. So I feel mm-hmm. like I was doing what he talks about in his book before I read it. And it's like 
I'm learning from his book too. Don't get me wrong. I'm far from Goggins. I'd like to be, you know, the more I could be like that, the better. But I'm just in the process, every part of my life, just looking at your weaknesses and your, you know, owning your strengths. Mm-hmm. I never even thought I was good at golf until the last few weeks. I mean, I won mid-am qualifiers by six shots out of 100 people. And How old were you then? I was in my early 20s. Yeah. You know, I won, I've, I won tournaments when I was 15 and shot 66 and never gave myself credit. You know, I was were you num- scared that golf was going to be a trigger? No, I think that I just didn't know what kind of vehicle I had. And I just never had belief. You know, I think that comes in age, but I drowned it. So I never had an an opportunity in adulthood to believe in myself or anything like that. So it's fun now. I mean, I've been doing kick ass, but even that belief you get in my clarity and stuff, I'm like, dude, I really believe in myself. I never gave myself credit for accomplishments or anything like that Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And I think that in a 20 year alcoholic phase, you know, like it all settles and you build yourself up and you're like, wow, I really am funny. I really am good at golf. Right. I really am a caring person that wants to do good for people, you know, like, so that's, what's nice. I'm just glad that when I stripped the bull, you know, stripped everything off, I'm, I'm a good dude. It would suck to strip everything off and be like, dude, I'm an asshole. Right. You know, like I resort, like I want to hurt people. Like I'm Mm -hmm. like, cool. I naturally want to do good, which is awesome. You know? And that's all intertwined with faith and, and love and wanting to learn, you know? And so it's cool. I can honestly say that since May 21st, I've I've made plenty of mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I can I can say with a fucking ton of confidence that I've not made one mistake with ill will or ill intention. And I've learned from them all. You know, and I've learned that not all dogs want to be pet. Right. I've got bit a few times, you know. Sure. And uh, and we've I, talked about I love, I love dogs, bro. I want yeah. to pet them. I got a lot to fucking say, right? right. And so thank you, by the way. This right here probably gave me like a month of freewheeling golf, dog. <laughs> I'm ready to chill out and go, you know, because no. I need this piece. I want to help people, man. That's more important to me than golf or anything. Right. My like friendships, we, my relationships with people, uh, helping people, that's that's my mission, dude. The mm-hmm. golf, and I think I'm great at golf. I know I'm great at golf. And we, I don't know where I'm going to go with it, but it's going to be fun. But regardless, the people in my world and their missions and, and helping people is number one. I won't, I won't be right within if i don't do something so this is a great opportunity so muchos gracias yeah so doing in doing that you know like i said i've seen i've seen a lot of change and you know we've talked and been able to sit in the office and go over a lot of things that that are going on in your life and you're starting to find that that brian and and having um a lot of uh trust in yourself and you know who you are and you're, you're starting to understand what you're capable of um and now, you know, with running a business, running a roofing company, you're seeing that it's affording you a luxury to be able to maybe pursue your golf career, you know, and, and do those things and, and have an avenue to go help people and do, you know, be, be the great Brian that you, the, mm-hmm. the best Brian that you can be. A little more freedoms. Yeah. Right. So sometimes, you know, we talk about a lot where people are kind of stuck in their, in their, what they're doing and they're, they're so, you know, like I have to be here. I have to work. I have to do this. And you're, you're right now taking a little bit of a step back from business and, uh, giving different people more responsibility. And, uh, you're going to start focusing more on golf and being able to uh, do, be the best and, and help other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to have a voice right. and, and thanks. I don't mean to be so quick to talk. No, I heard you. You always are. I heard I know. You're good. I'm like, God, hurry up so I can talk. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, you know, you get to a place where I, the goal is to be happy mm-hmm. and to, you know, that doesn't work. I, the, the company has to run and I want to do great things there and, and be there. But yeah, I think that there's a balance 
that I'm finding where you can run your company and do yourself. It's better for yourself and better for the company. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Responsibly so, you know, um, to, to do so. But yeah, uh, gearing it where I'm optimizing my performance at my job, maybe taking a little bit less responsibility, a little bit, you know, less money given somebody that could use the, the money that has the time and should, should, you know, wants, you know, it fits more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're kind of, it's funny. That's all I had before was the company and drinking. Right. So I, I respect the company a bunch and I will not do well if it doesn't thrive, but yeah, I'm using it as an opportunity and a tool to, to kind of have my best of both worlds, you know, not just roof. And it's a great opportunity to be able to, to, to kind of follow my, my, my stuff. So yeah, I'm trying to scale back in the work and scale up in the golf department, but it's not just about the golf, you know, um, kind of like I mentioned earlier, working with these programs and people, you know, the dogs that want to be pet, mm-hmm. you know, this is a nice opportunity once again, cause it goes out to all kinds of dogs and people mm-hmm. can get whatever, whatever they want out of it, which is so awesome. Right. So, so, you know, just to, to, when I think about the time I'm spending in freeing myself up, when, when I talk about it in just the golf, it doesn't make me feel good. When I talk about it in the sense of, yeah, I'm taking a little time away and I'm working for myself and I'm able to explore the golf. I'm able to help people. I'm able to do stuff like this. And that's what I want. So, um, yeah. And in that journey, yeah, you've I, also lost 60 pounds since the yeah, 70 pounds? Yeah, I've lost 60 pounds in the last eight months. Yeah. And I was 235. I'm 175. Um, and that's been a bonus, man. That's been fun for a dude that's always been big. You see your dick again. It's almost, it's almost it's almost of infant uh infant stature um but no yeah so that's been a big bonus too yeah it's cool when your dick goes times two. <laughs> so uh you know prayers get answered i'm sorry that's bad um but no just nothing but good stuff man um really from the from my outlook um from business i mean a- uh, across the board dude and i mean i started feeling better right away I mean, the hangovers is the biggest thing is because oh. as, as an alcoholic, you learn that in order to continue drinking, you have to be able to deal with getting up for work and pretending that you don't feel like shit. Yeah, and I'm a master actor. I've been, do- I was, I've been doing it my whole fucking life, yeah. right? So you callous yourself. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you've read the Goggins book, but now it's interesting because I spent 13 years hungover and functioning and running a company. Yeah. So now when I get like three hours of sleep sober, I'm functioning on a higher rate than I would on seven, you know, ever sure. before, you know, so I've calloused myself through the process. So there's in dragging myself through hell and kicking my own ass for so long and I'm all feels too, you know, so when I'm in that place, it's a fucking shitty place. And yeah. I know a lot of people feel that, but there's an equivalent good on the other side. You just have to bust your ass. You know, that's what kind of, of fears did you have of becoming sober? Like, not being able to play golf the way that you that was been a huge one. Golf. I I literally because you were drinking, I mean socially when you were golfing, but a lot of the drinking was done without anybody, right? Oh yeah, I, solo. You, you drank solo. before you hit the golf course. Oh, big time. Yeah. Nobody had. People would think like, "Wow, why is Brian so shit faced? He only had a couple of drinks and a couple of shots." I'm like, "You missed the fucking bottle I had yeah. on the way there, bro." <laughs> yeah, and that was every time. Alcoholic, so alcoholic that was a math. big. How many yeah. how many drinks did you have? I had two. Like actually, no. I had fucking eight. I had as many 100, as a hundred. Yeah. yeah. Like I literally, my I had blood as many as I could until somebody offered me right now or <laughs> Jägermeister or whatever. It's not a thing. It's, it's not good. Right. Um, we so, we would have an over under bet, and I know he doesn't like to look 
back. Oh, I can have fun with it now. I will laugh. Yeah, <laughs> we used to have an over under bet on how much money he would like. So he would break clubs. Brian is notorious for <laughs> breaking clubs. So it's like used to. Could, Sorry, coach. Right. So it was like a five hundred dollar to eight hundred dollar over under. Like, is he going to break five hundred dollars worth of clubs, or is he going to break eight hundred? And sometimes multiple clubs. Oh my god. He would bring them out of his bag, step over his knee, throw them in the water. Do we have video? Do we have behind the smoke video? We, we do, and th- those those videos are going to are going to those are going in the show notes. On, yeah. <laughs> no, those are going to stay uh, in the, in the phone the for a while. Those are just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, he uh, you know you could see you were the Johnny McEnroe of golf. Yeah, he re- he really was, and, and yeah, it, it was a ton of fun. And you know, like I said, we can look back and and talk about certain things. And I know it's not the, the most. Uh, appealing for for him to look at but you know through that process it's got him to where he is now so sure. it's not always the best thing and, and but that that did form his callus of what he's talking about you know, when you say you got to callous your mind it's a true thing it, it really is and big you, time you can big see, time yeah you can see where he's going and, and what he's doing and you know obviously there's things that i know brian's continuing to work on and and uh my abs know. yeah exactly <laughs> But it's it's amazing to uh, to see what he's doing and and know that it doesn't come from a malicious place and he's just uh, you know being a, a positive and wants to be positive for other people and uh, in doing so knowing that how different you guys are with the way you guys got sober you guys speak to different people and I think that's amazing that you guys can can do it yeah. in, in a positive light where it's like hey this worked for me. Well, this worked for me. Like, you know, some people want to lose weight. The cardio is going to be their number one thing. Some people, it's more of a diet thing, whatever it is. But you guys speak to different people and, and how it how it helps. And, and I think it's really important for people to understand. It's not, you know, we talked about, you know, Brian and I talked about the Goggins books. I, I showed him and told him to read it. I, Get the I read book. it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. But it's, uh, you, you have to take what works for you out of those books. Goggins... The way he does things isn't going to work for every single person. It's not going to, not everyone has that mentality. And it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just means that it's different and it's going to work differently for other people. Mm -hmm. I personally resonate very, very well with what he does. And, you know, when we talk about taking souls, it's a disgusting thing that I used to think was such a bad thing because in the fourth quarter of playing football, like, there was nothing more that I wanted to go up against these guys you know you beat and just fucking break them because I knew I was going to try harder. I was going to work harder. I was going to take their fucking soul. And to do that, some people think it's fucking insane. I that's just what I did. I ate that shit up. I ate that shit for breakfast. And so I resonate with with what he talks about. It doesn't always work for everybody else, but you can always take tidbits of, of what people are saying. And you just have to be self aware enough to know that. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and uh one other thing too with everything and all of my awesome success. Uh you you were and have been awesome through this and i'm talking to, to derek and I'm, I'm meeting sean i can tell i'm gonna know sean more after this um but thank you yeah. just from homie to homie dude like to be such a good friend you know like if i was in the space i'm in now and had a uh you know a clunked out pontiac freaking sputtering around like uh you had with me you know like thanks for hanging around the fly until he turned into a bee you know what i'm saying so that, that means a lot you you were a big part you know my friends and stuff like that so i take a lot of credit and ownership for this but i have had a lot of support with family friends parents things like that it's a it's a whole team thing you know the golf's a team thing and as into myself as i am uh it's it's funny you know you get tunnel vision on your own shit and it, it kind of become it can come across a little bit as um 
uh, self-centered mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, I'm, I'm just as interested in your mission, you know, and, and opening up your stores. Oh, good job, by the way, guys. Yeah. Um, and, and that whole thing, you know, so this format's about me and I love some me. Um, so I can get going on me like a son of a bitch, but genuinely thanks for all your support through this thing. And that's another thing too. You need to take advantage of your resources and your people. If you're trying to get help and you want it, you know, there's help out there, you know, whether it's apex or, AA or wherever you want to go and yeah. taking advantage of your good people and your good friends in your life. I know you that know? Apex also helped you with something that you thought you would never use in your whole fucking life. Uh, and that's meditation. I mean, something that Brian would tell me about. He's like, dude, I'm so fucking good at this. He's like, I am such a good meditator, but it helped you. It's going to help me in golf like crazy. And I haven't even explored it. I'm not trying to cut you off. I literally have the person that showed me or brought that talent out in me. Mm-hmm. I have her like a golf coach, right? And I have it. I have a tab with her, and I use her like my golf coach, and it's in a preventative format where, you know, help me with meditation, you know, um, uh, kind of energy reading stuff, like make my make my stuff right, and it's kind of like this: don't stop eating hamburgers uh, once you have a heart attack. You know, I'm I'm using it preventatively, but yeah, it's it's taught me a skill. I'm naturally hot, you know, I run at a 10, hypomaniac, whatever. I haven't been labeled. I'm self-diagnosing myself, but I know I run. <laughs> I, I hear that's good. Um, but I know I run on a high register. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's good. It's good for me to have that meditation and that calm in my life, right? And and but the gift of that in my sport that I, that I choose to play, I think is invaluable. It's shown me that I'm able to take big things in meditation. You know, your mind, you know, you're trying to focus on breathing and you, you hear shit. You know, I'm really good at shoo- get back you know and something tells me that might be good for golf yeah just just saying get back to your zero right there you are that's not public information (laughs) right yeah i'm not trying i want everyone to get better but i'm not trying to help you get good at golf (laughs) (laughs) i've earned that you haven't (laughs) go spend some time golfing I'll tell you what, it's I'm helped not me sharing that shit. It's helped me a bunch just golfing with you and Corey and learning little things and talking about, you know, hitting a forehand in, in, in tennis and those little things that people don't think it's it's a, a big deal. But, you know, for me, I don't know anything about golf. And, you know, it's uh it's I, I tend to think I'm athletic mm-hmm. and it's a very frustrating sport for me. So but being able to simplify things, I think it's the best thing for me in golf is just like like you were you were talking to me one time about it's more about try to take away as many movements as you can and just be pure. Like everything back forward and forehand. And like, don't, don't try to think so much about all these other things. Mm-hmm. Just be as pure as you can, as you can to the ball. And I'm like, that's stupid. And then it's just like, boom, I'm like, Oh shit. That fucking actually yeah. worked. It was, yeah. it was, it was great. Yeah, so. It's it's fun. You know, I've been in the, in the, you know, and the whole not give myself credit for accomplishments thing for a long time. And I'm discovering why I did that. But I know that I didn't and I haven't, which is interesting. Um, and so, yeah, I've spent a lot of time, not a ton of time, but I put effort into you. Mm-hmm. And you're like an open book, so it's fun. Right. Um, but I can't take credit for that. But, you know, I will say you probably got about $10,000 worth of lessons from me. So we're going to talk about that <laughs> later. But they're really not from me. They're by proxy. I don't want to use this format to blow people up. But uh, my, if, am I allowed to talk, say my golf coaches? Absolutely. Now? Yeah. Uh, Bob Madsen, Robert Madsen. Out of, he's out of Singing Hills. Mm-hmm. I always called it Singing Hills. It flipped to Saquon. I know yeah. it's Singing Hills no, again. It's Hills. But he's, he was my coach. I used to take 14 hours of lessons a week for him for a long time. Didn't he just get? Uh, it was eight hours of lessons a week, two twos and a four. He was 2017 SCPGA Teacher of the Year. He's out of Saquon. 
Um, and I don't, I, I like his time, so I want him to get business, but not too much because I want his <laughs> slots. But um, no, really, he's a special kind of coach in person. Yeah. And he's good at golf coaching and and whatever kind of life, whatever you want type of thing. So sure. I'm, I'm, I'm back in the saddle with him. I don't know why I mentioned that other than, oh, no, I, no, I do. Uh, so yeah, everything that I know about golf, you know, my, my skill level, what God gave me all that stuff is, is what it is. But Bob Matson brought it out of me and I never believed in myself. I was just a good actor. Yeah. He was, he, his information and how he wanted me to act was good enough to make me pure. And I feel it nowadays. I feel like, the same shit I felt in my hands and my body when I was 15, but I'm, I've got this vest, you know, my body's different, my mind's different, but I can feel it. And he teaches a different kind of golf. And, uh, and, and now so, we're going for it. We're going for it, right? You're going to start playing tournaments again. Yeah, I'm playing tournaments again. I'm not like result oriented. It's more of just, I think I know, you know, I, I, I'm not scared. Right. You know, I want to see where I, what I do. And I'm not putting, you know, I, I, the nice part about that is, I feel so good about who I am that I, I don't think the golf can fuck with that. I think it can fuck with it while I'm playing. And mm -hmm. I, I kind of like the test. I get its own little life and I'm going to have ups and downs and I'm going to get done and I'm going to examine it and be brutally honest with the good and the bad. And then that little life's done and then you get back to being Brian. Right. And I like where Brian sits. And that's the difference. Before, the golf was the only thing that mattered. It dictated how I felt about myself. And that won't do that now. It would ruin your day. It's kind of a scary way to live, right? Like, yeah. it's like, fuck, which is Russian roulette. Is the gun going to, you know, spin the bottle? Is it going to point to me? Because I don't want to kiss the dude on the other side. This is a fucked up spin the bottle. You know, <laughs> like, this is not good. If that thing points to me, I, it's that scary. Like, yeah. I might have to kiss the dude. Right. And, 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 that's, uh, and that's how it felt. But I'm so feels it was even worse, you know? It's like, golf every day was like, <sighs> am I going to be the fucking champion of the world or am I going to hate myself? It's like, no, you asshole. That's a good way to... To play a shitty round of golf right. and be in a bad space, and you know that's an easy. It's it's hard to be at a zero, yeah. In that in that space, so yeah, I guess the point of there is you've already won, and and this all this rabbit hole or whatever all came from you talking about golf and talking about the golf the, the time we spent and, right. and, and that whole thing. I just go, I take credit for the time I put in. I played 350 days a year for 10 fucking years, and then I still played in my 20. I've played a ton of golf. You know, it's not from hammers right um and i'm not proud of that it's just not uh, i'm not that guy right um but really he gets all the credit for you know i put the work in but i wouldn't be the player i am today without that man and that coach and, well i think and, and same know. same same thing now sorry but uh, he's gonna uh it's so fun to be back with him and be able to be this person for him you know like i don't even care I, I, the golf shit i could do with no face and an alias you know sure. i just i want to do it the, the way i should you know i know i can and i don't know sure. where that goes but it's like i, I know like I'll, okay if i'm not good in the bunker in two months i'm going to be trying to hit it in the fucking bunker you yeah. know like tell me what i'm not good at Absolutely. you know i want to get good at it and so it's a, it's fun to take that into the golf i mean i think one of the things you said was you know how derek and Corey were able to help you you know through your sobriety and also these are your golf buddies that you used to drink with. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that goes back to the fear of an alcoholic is what, how am I going to be able to go to a tailgate, you know, for me and not drink? Like it's four hours of tailgating. That's what we did is we drank yeah. and then we drank at the charger game and then we drank at the bar. Like how would that, how is that going to play out? But it's like you said, if you know that something's wrong, it's having the ability to admit that there's something wrong and to reach yeah. out you know, and that vulnerability, it's and huge, that vul but you find out who your true friends are too, because your true friends will be someone like Derek that he'll, 
he's going to listen. He's going to do his best to point you in the right direction, but he's also not going to judge you. Yeah. You know, he's going to, he's going to let you know that, you know, your full vulnerabilities and people all over the world have somebody that's alcoholic in their family or close to them that they know. And all you, you can't, you can't push someone into the program. You know, that's one of the things I wouldn't be sober today if it wasn't for my uncle who is an, who was an alcoholic. He passed away last year, but he lived his life. He lived his life through AA, but he never pushed it on us. You know, I have family members. My brothers were all alcoholics, but he never said, hey, you've got to come to the you've got to come to meetings. Or you're like, you need yeah. to get your shit together. That dog need that. Die, that he just dog lived has his to life. want to be pet. Well, yeah, he know? just he just lived like, his life, you yeah. know, and he, his life got better. It got better sober. And he would come to the tailgates with his AA buddies and they would bring fucking Perrier and we would all be drinking. And sure enough, they had a great fucking time. That was a big fear for me. It was was feeling like I was going to become Ned Flanders. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Scootily doodly neighbor. You know, like all of a sudden I'm a fucking dork, you know. And and really, you know, you so you that's what you think is going to make you funny and all that stuff. And across the board, you know, you, you're sharper, you're more intelligent, you feel better, you have more fun, you have more fun. I have more fun at parties. Yeah. You know, but then it gets to a point where people are out of control and it gets gross and I can see them really not having fun and they're just out of control and they think that they're being funny and they're not. And that's when the shit just grosses me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, go feel bad tomorrow and be a fucking idiot. Dude. Yeah. You're grossing me out. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're, not, they're not really having fun at that point. I see it. Right. And the people that are doing it a lot, you know, I've. I, I can see that. I mean, but, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's amazing for you to be able to come on and share your journey because I know there's a lot of people that, you know, we all have demons. We all have things that we right. struggle with. And part of the reason we do the podcast is to talk about not just the things that go bad in business, but you know, personal shit gets in, gets in, gets in the way as well. Well, yeah. I mean, you figure I was able to run this, you know, not run it. You know, I've got my dad's there mm-hmm. and he helps Ryan de Guzman, major help. Denise in our office, Denise Williams is a major help. Our, our guys out there, you know, uh, got all kinds of, uh, all kinds of good people around me. Um, I don't know where I was going with that either. I think I need some food. My brain is maybe not, <laughs> not, not working that well. Um, but yeah, what it, what it, what, where I was going with that was, you know, really across the board, if you're able to, you know, I was able to run this company in that space and just across the board from having fun at parties, from doing a good job at work, from feeling good about myself, from, I mean, the people that have come in my life that weren't there before that are great people, you know, it's just like, all I, I dare you to try. Mm-hmm. I dare you, you know, if you're afraid, fucking try it because you're going to be happier and you're scared. And a lot of people I think are just surrounded by so many flies they might not even have one bee around them. Mm-hmm. And it's scary when you're trying to be a bee and you're around a bunch of fucking flies. Yeah. It really, really is. Because all the people you've hung around and everything, and it, it almost it makes you feel like they'll think that you think you're better than everyone or this and that. It's like, no, dude, I got to shed your bullshit. And you got to be brave. You got to be honest, dude. The people maybe that you've been hanging around aren't in a good fucking place. Yeah. And they're going to hold you down. They're wind socks. You know, you need to cut that rope. And it's hard. It's hard to be brave because, you know, you know, there's, I guarantee you there's people out there listening right now that are they associate with bullshit people and they've, they're they a good person and they're ready to change, but they're going to have to realize that they're not going to be able to hang around the same people for now. Eventually, they're going to be an awesome person and you're, they're going to serve as a mirror. Mm-hmm. That's what I do nowadays. I don't even try to do that. It didn't even dawn on me, but like four or five months in the game, people are like, dude, you're making people better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I'm just trying to make myself better. 
Like, no, dude, people see you. And like, like my buddy that I live two doors away from, he's back. He doesn't drink Monday through Friday. I was drinking like me. He's not out of control, but he loves to drink. Sure. And he's not out of control. He's aware he can just not drink, which I couldn't before, you know. He could go golf and not drink, which I couldn't. So he has more control than me. But if he continued, it could be a problem. But now he looks at me and sees me getting in shape and all this stuff. And he's like, fuck, I'm coming back. I'm getting in shape. I'm not working Monday through Friday. I'm not drinking Monday through Friday. You know, and it's, you know, I'm not doing it for that reason, but it's pretty neat. So when you become that guy, you, you affect your, your groups in a positive way. Absolutely. Or you scare them away. But they know deep down inside that they need to be doing better. So you're just a constant I mean, reminder in their ear and in their mind that I can do better type of thing. So you just serve as an example for those people. You've got to shed the fucking bullshit. One of my favorite quotes is that you're the sum total of the five people that you spend the most time with. You know, and that's something that I heard on a podcast on Tim Ferriss's podcast. And it's just something that resonates. And the more that you spend with positive people or people uh-huh. that you admire, people that raise the bar, um, you start to question the things that you're doing and the people that are bringing your bar down. Yeah. It's big. Big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all about that life. I'm all about the, the good people, the positive people. I'm captivated by greatness in all arenas, watching Mamba. Uh, you know, uh, I'm drawn. I always have been to Jimmy Valvano's never give up speech. Yep. You know, greatness in all forms, you know. Study that shit. Yeah, it's different. Oh, that's not normal. Fuck yeah, it's not normal. It's badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't be afraid to be fucking great, dude. So are, are you available for hire for scramble golf tournaments? Oh, <laughs> or, is, or does Derek and Corey get you on their team for every fucking one? Um, let's just say that uh, I'm trying not to play in scramble events yeah. other than maybe with Derek. Have you been out a lot of all the scramble or events? You. Jesus. Now, well, you know what? I should have... <laughs> I wasn't even playing good and we were winning everyone. So I should be because, yeah. Yeah. The East County scramble. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably give them a handful right now, but that's not saying much. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you coming on and, and, and being vulnerable and sharing the story and talking about something that really affects a lot of people. What are we uh, done? Yeah. Oh, getting, man. I mean, we can keep going if you want. No. You want to keep talking about yourself? <laughs> well, of course. But no. <laughs> no, but it's just it's uh, you know, sometimes those vulnerabilities are really hard for people to be able to um, self-reflect and look at yourself in the mirror and see who you were and, and where you've come. So you being able to share that story and maybe help other people, how can someone get a hold of you if they hear this and they say, hey, man, I really want to talk to Brian. Wow. What's, uh, what's, what's the avenue? You got to email. You got to. Yeah. You know what? Oh. Wow, that's interesting. Um, I have an email and it's a work email. Mm-hmm. I want people to be able to get a hold of me, but yeah. I got to do it responsibly. So um, I guess there's some notes after the podcast. Yeah, show notes. And then we can. You have, yeah. you have an Instagram. Uh... You know, I did. And then I got off of it okay. immediately because I didn't like how I was looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want me to talk about that? Okay. Well, I was on Facebook. And everybody thinks everything's great, and it wasn't. So I got off of Facebook, but I'm still curious of people and want people to be curious of me because that's human nature. Look how good I'm doing. And I got on. So I got on there, and I'm looking at people's stuff, and then I'm putting stuff on there that I like. It was positive stuff, but there's still an element of look at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not into that. I don't want the credit for this shit. I don't care about the Brian Hess shit. And then mm-hmm. I, if I could do it with a blurred face and an alias, you know, I care about getting my message out, but it's not my name. Well, I mean, and so I, I get I just, that. The, the Instagram thing, it's just like I, I for, socially, like if it was a business thing, it's not. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to I'm promoting myself every day on my own, mm-hmm. you know, in the name of God. And and I don't 
need to there's just no, nothing in it for me now other than you know if I'm curious about my people, I call my fucking people. Sure. And and if Instagram's your shit, then good, dude. That's you. But I and I, this is just for me. I I I, I know <coughs> I would not get on it for the right uh, reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not like I'm gonna go like, hey, let's go see how many half naked chicks I can be friends with on Instagram <laughs> or some stupid. It's just like, yeah, I just don't give a shit. There's nothing wrong with that. I also either. thought that I'd be like, what am I gonna do without TV? I'm like. I don't know, Netflix and Showtime. Like, how much time am I going to spend watching fucking TV? I got shit to do. So right. It's just to each their own. And for me, Instagram isn't my bag. Okay. I'm so too, I'm too, uh, I'm looking through the rear view, dude. I'm not, I, I don't take time to stop. I got, so shit, I got shit to do. Let's figure out an email for you. Not right now, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll put it in the show notes when this comes out. Yeah, so, I, want, I want that. We'll get me an email that mm-hmm. we'll get on the show notes. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, but I really want that. And anybody that hears this that is inspired, you know, I, my time is important to me, but I can I would sit down at night and respond to emails and help push people in the right direction. I've got a good people and a good network of people that are professionals. You know, I've got heart and a voice, but I've also got professionals. There's a space for all of that. So anybody that wants to get better, man, you, there's you can get there. And I know the people that can get there and you can you can totally fucking do it. You really can. You just got to dig deep. I, I was in the worst place ever. I'm all feels for 13 years. I was in hell. If I can do it, you can. Trust me. Trust me. Well, thank you again for coming out. We appreciate it. Um, we love you. Thank we love you. your journey. And uh, we can't wait to um, see where this goes and, and see the, the new Brian. So thanks for coming. Uh, love thanks, you. Guys. Love good. you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Yeah.